with Joseph Schenko. How you doing, Joseph? Great. Great to see you. I knew you as a baby. Yeah. Now you're... Very happy to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. So, so uh, Joseph, I had you come in because I, uh, you know, you've taken on a, a, a huge uh, endeavor, uh, and I think that the audience would be uh, pleased to hear your story because there's not a lot of young entrepreneurs like yourself that are looking to build in New York City. And the podcast is about, you know, informing the audience about what it takes and what it is that we do here in New York City and, you know, all the different things that we're up against. So currently you're uh, the owner of uh, Greats of Craft uh, yeah. in uh, Manhattan on 54th and 1st. Uh, Great plug. <laughs> Gotta go. You love craft beer. Check us out. Coffee by day, beer by night. That's it. Coffee by day, beer night, beer, uh, beer by night. And uh, so, Joe, you uh, grew up in Long Island. Your yep. dad's my yep. partner. Uh, I know your dad since we're five years old. Uh, I was around when uh, when you were an infant, <laughs> and uh, and I've watched you grow up. Uh, and and here we are today. Uh, when grew up in Long Island. Went on to uh, University of Pennsylvania. Went to Wharton School. You know, uh, great, great education. Uh, and and you found yourself, you know, doing consulting and other things. So tell us a little bit about that, and tell us how you got into the bar business, which then led you to onto this project that you're doing now. So if you want, just tell yeah, us a sure, bit. sure. Uh, thanks again for having me. Of course, uh, appreciate it. But uh, yeah, like you said, so I went to University of Pennsylvania, um, studied at the Wharton Business School, and um, like most people, I guess, uh, that leave that school. Um, uh, I went into management consulting for a little while. Um, great experience, but wasn't really kind of what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I always had like a bit of the entrepreneurial bug, and um, always was drawn to food and beverage and hospitality and that side of um, awesome. that side of the world. And uh, yeah, so I left that, um, joined uh, a family pizzeria restaurant that we had up in New Rochelle. Yeah, yeah, uh, for for a little while. Then uh, spent some time at Star Restaurant Group, which is a Impressive. Um, yeah, that's a it's a great company based out. Of Philadelphia, but yep. they have uh, big restaurants up and down the East Coast. Uh, found and, what did you, and what did you do for them? Uh, so I started in like uh, like front of house management. I was I was running like a quick service uh, restaurant that he had in Chelsea Market. Oh, okay. um, and then I transitioned to their corporate office uh, when they found out I could use Excel. Yeah. Um, so I uh, uh, became like their financial analyst. So I did, oh, wow. did like uh, analyzing the current businesses, doing all the pro formas for uh, any new projects he was considering, nice. um, which was an amazing learning experience. Oh, you know, sure. to see from like pros, well, you, get, yeah. you get to project what you think you yeah. can make. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's they, right. That's how you got to the bar business. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and as I was just going through my career, I was always trying to scheme about how to go off on my own and start something. I knew I wanted to do that eventually. And uh, yeah, and GOC kind of came about that way. I knew I didn't want to do a, a full service restaurant, uh, a lot of moving parts, yeah. uh, super expensive to build out. Yeah. Um, and I, But I knew I wanted to make a neighborhood spot. And uh, hence the idea of coffee by day, beer by night, people kind of filtering in and out uh, all day yeah, long. You get, you, get, you get two brands in, yeah, in one yeah. place. So uh, that's kind of where and, it all and started. And how's that working out? Yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, the other week, uh, we just passed four years. Oh, congratulations! So, uh, God bless thank you. you, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, a little dicey there during during COVID, of but uh, but we never closed. We stayed open the whole time, um, and I think you know um, we're, we're stronger because of that. So well, I think I think well. there's yeah. you know there's a lot of negativity from COVID, but there's also some positivity. So so yeah. that's great. So so you have this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you're married now. Married. Uh, yeah. Your wife is part of the part of the group. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, so now you're you're venturing off. And, and one of the reasons you're here today is that, you know, we're we're on our uh, 14th podcast, uh, 
and we haven't had a young entrepreneur who can tell the audience about acquiring a piece of property in Long Island City, uh, going through the process of architect, engineer, expediter, yeah. uh, <laughs> contractors, insurance, different city agencies, to name a few. Yeah. neighbors. Yeah. Uh, I've my dad always has been mentioned in this show several times about he always had a saying for 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 me and your dad when we were growing up together when we were kids and we were always together because I spent a lot of time with your dad and my mm -hmm. dad and he always said if it was easy everybody do and he would say that in his Italian accent like your grandfather yeah, yeah. right and, and we could relate to those things right because if it was easy everybody would do it right and 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 I know for a fact that what you're gonna tell me today is not it's easy and I think that's what I wanted to bring to the audience today, Joseph, is that for you to take on a project like that, and, and obviously having your dad, what your grandfather instilled in you about construction, because he was in the construction world. Um, you know, I, I hope myself in networking with people and connecting with people, having ways to get to people, you know, your dad, me, we know a lot of people, um, that it, it does help, but it's definitely not easy. No. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about where you came up with the idea, how it started, and sure, you know sure. where you are in the process, because you're in the middle of it now. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said to other guests, the good news is I got you on now. <laughs> the bad news for you is you're going to have to come back in about a year from now right. or six months from now when you're done with the project to tell us the full story story and I think that's what I love about my podcast and I say that openly because to me we're not always looking in the rearview mirror we're looking forward so this is where we are now you're gonna come back and tell us where we are so take us through the process of, of finding the property and coming up with the concept yeah yeah sure um, so I'd say I uh, it was it was certainly a eye-opening experience uh, for me uh, I had a little bit of you know construction background just you know building obviously the first brick-and-mortar shop and then in prior um, um, well, building the other restaurants. Jobs, exactly. Uh, but uh, nothing nothing like this, nothing to this scale. And right. I think, um, you know, I naively thought you kind of, you see a for sale sign uh, on a building, you put in an offer, you get a design going, you get some permits, and you kind of just go, is what I thought. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that is not quite how it, how it works. It, uh, um, it, but, uh, it, you know, and from a simplistic standpoint, on an overall goal, that is true. The, the devil's in the details, yeah, right? You right. Know? And so, so yeah, I yeah, found yeah. this property. Now I negotiated. Now, now, now I got to find money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so money. You know, dealing you know, the way the way this project was was financed is you know um, raise a little bit of money from close knit like friends and family, uh, but then predominantly through um, SBA, um, right, an SBA business. loan, small yeah. business loan. Great. And um, yeah, the the idea from it was you know we know I wanted to keep building the the Greats of Craft brand and I wanted to uh, go beyond just the existing four walls in Manhattan. Um, and it would be amazing to kind of have a home base that was right. like ours, Cause, right? Because you not only have the, so ju just, I, I don't want to speak for you, but from what I understand is that you not only have the bar, but you have a truck, you do parties, right. you do not catering, but but you have beer on wheels in yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole event side of our business right, now. Right, because I've, yeah. been to, I've, been, I've met you in upstate New York That's while right. I'm fishing, yeah. I come over, yeah. and I see you and Stella. We do my, festivals with, and, and we weddings just, and right. corporate so, parties and corporate, stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly, so, so, so I didn't, you know, I, so 
part of this concept is not just for it to be a venue and for it to be a bar, but it's also your home base where right. you can park your vehicles, you can store your stuff, you That's can right. do your stuff for the other parts of the, of business. the business. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, like two vintage vehicles now. One's a 1960s Volkswagen, yeah. and the other is like a, a little Piaggio Ape yeah. uh, that's been converted, like you said, to beer to tap trucks on wheels. Tap truck, yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is the idea was like this could be home base, right? right. As this this is for all of the and Long different Island City is the of, greatest place because you can get to Long Island, you can right. get to Manhattan, you can get to the outer boroughs. Totally. Yeah. You know, it's similar to where we are here in Greenpoint. That's you right. Just, you yeah, know, in the neighborhood. That's right, yeah. And, um, yeah, so we kind of, you know, my father's actually the one that, that came across the, the building. It's, like, literally at the foot of the 59th Street Bridge. And, um, you know, this is, at this point, uh, almost two years ago is when this really started already. It takes so, a while to get ideas So by the it. time, uh, you know, hopefully we open next April, um, it'll be about three years in the sure. in the making um, from the time of, no you know, stress. seeing the, yeah, <laughs> not, not one, but not one else, but it'll, it'll all be worth it. Of course. But um, but yeah, like you said, so we um, you know we've been in construction for a few months now. Yeah. Um, I've learned the phrase now. We're we're technically out of the ground, which yeah. has been a That's big. Uh, a big a big milestone. Yeah. Um, there, there was a gentleman on uh, just to quote this for you, Joseph. There was a gentleman on that said, "The biggest place where you lose your money in a construction site is in the ground. The greatest relief is when you get out of the ground." The unknown is when you dig a hole. When you dig that hole and you start putting in piles and you start putting in the foundation and you start, there are so many things that can go wrong. Water, rock, neighbors, right. yeah. foundations, this, that. And I'm sure you've been up against all of them mm -hmm. and you're being very casual and not talking <laughs> about it, which is great. But we've built before, your dad and I and Sergio, we've built before. And those are the things that, but yes, that is... Yeah. A big milestone that once you get out of the ground, then pretty much you control the site because you're not dealing with the neighbors. You're not dealing with, you know, water. You're not dealing with a hole mm -hmm. filling mm -hmm. up with water after a torrential rainstorm and all of those other problems that go. So so that's a big milestone. Yeah, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, and I would say, you know, like you said to that point is, um, you know, you think you just kind of, you test a few, you do a few test bits, right? Yeah. And you, you do a few uh, digs and you, you think, oh, uh, rocks you know you're you're in the clear but they only do three of those right, right. so then when you do the full oh excavate, now you hit, now all you hit rock shit. all yeah and it, it throws another <laughs> wrench into the right. into the whole project and then the right? neighbors but, the neighbors upset because you're too close to the foundation right, and he wants right. his wall fixed and this and that yeah you yeah. know so so all of those things you Add know up, yeah. I, I say that from 37 years of experience not that it happened on your job but it happens on every job so i right. know it happened right. on your yeah. job yeah. i don't even have to ask you if it happened because <laughs> i know it has so so tell me a little bit um, um, I, I know that you work with Reese from from Method. From Method, yep. yeah. And and uh, tell me a little bit about the process. You 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 you've worked with them before. Yeah. So I actually met Reese um, back in about 2015, 2016. Um, I used to work for a company called HelloFresh. Yeah. Um, does like meal kit deliveries yep. to home, and uh, I did a bunch of their um, real estate expansion, like managing warehouses and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, Reese was one of the architects that they worked with, so I met him and became friendly with him and Method Design uh, through those projects. And then when we went off on our own and did the first Greats of Craft in Manhattan, right. we we called yeah, we, upon we, him. And yeah. actually, we've we've worked with uh, with Reese. 
Greece on a project in um, oh awesome in, in, in Industry okay. City. Yeah, God, I think it was uh, I think it was a little fresh when they or fresh direct. I don't remember which one it was, but, it. but it was a small project. And yeah, so yeah, we ended yeah. up through you. We we ended up oh, working nice. with them. So thank you. Um, yeah, does a great job. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, you Very know, recent talented. team, super talented, super knowledgeable. Yeah. And um, you know, they've been such a valuable resource um, to have in the in our corner just to bounce ideas off of and ways to to navigate like you know different problems that come up that sure. you didn't even think about um, you know when you started the project well, yeah. first of all you, you, in, in all due respect you know how much construction experience do you have? No, months. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Even so the tiny. limited <laughs> amount that your dad and I have. We built the building next door. We built the building in the Bronx, and we were the owners, but we weren't the builders. Mm -hmm. You know, we were the owners. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so taking this on is a huge, huge responsibility. And as a young entrepreneur that never built their own building, you know, uh, you know, financing is an issue, right? Sure, you know, sure. Um, yep. Always a lot of nerves there because always. you yeah, come yeah, up yeah. with a budget and you're always going to be over budget. Uh, you change your mind. You want more. Uh, everything is so expensive. There's delays with materials. Mm -hmm. um, so. You get Reese on board. You have, uh, I'm sure, structural engineers, electrical engineers. I mean, most of those recommendations came through Reese. Uh, yeah, and then so we have a new age engineering on board as well. Uh, so Steve and his team, they've been phenomenal to work with. Um, and then of course, you know, I'm I'm super super lucky and super privileged to have like you know my father be you know part of design, right. your partner, you know, in and around the construction business for most sure. of his life. Um, so the, that's invaluable of kind of resources to have in your Corner, right, because you know. if not, you'd have to go hire someone yeah, to do exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. That's so. just another, another, and that's not cheap. Not cheap, not no. cheap. So not someone who has knowledge in building, and your father has background in structural. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so he, he, he's got the whole. Yeah. And he's very detail oriented, which is which is awesome. Um, and uh, you know, I'm honored and privileged to be his. Uh, partner and friend since we're five years old so we know each other yeah, 53 well. years not to give away his age but Tom you're still older than me um, so so now you so you have this idea so tell us about why did you think Long Island City you know why, why yeah, is this yeah. the spot what do the demographics tell you um, and you know uh, fast forward to next April when when you hope you know, design will get you yeah, a TCO yeah. so you right. can open up <laughs> and, right. and have Fingers our first uh, our first uh, first drink together. Yeah. Is uh, why'd you pick Long Island City? Um, so, um, so I actually used to live in Long Island City, like near the Court Square station off of Jackson. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, so I spent a few years in that neighborhood with my brother, and um, you kind of saw that neighborhood develop from kind of from nothing. Right. Um, it became to, a uh, little metropolis. Yeah, totally. Like you know, just that's what high rises and towers everywhere. Right. And yeah. that's what rezoning does. Yeah. And, yeah. and what happens in part of our discussion today was about rezoning. Is the apartments buildings come first, and then right. the commercial comes later. Because there needs support, right? But but not everybody's ready to dive in yet. That's the right. The supermarket may go first, the little deli, the pizza shop, but but the specialty restaurant, the bar, right. the it's other a little the chicken and shop, egg almost. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it takes time for mm -hmm. to see what the neighborhood needs. So yeah. so so you see that there's a need for a place like GOC. Yeah, just a like a, a neighborhood rallying point, right? I right. think it's kind of what we are at the core, where it's just people filter in and out. They feel like it's the you know this other third place, it's if you will. The Cheers of Long Island City. I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The Cheers um, of Fifty Fourth Street. I yeah, got it. like somewhere to you know. 
do some work, have a have a coffee meeting, go on a date, you know, celebrate a birthday or just, party, or just just have, open your just, laptop and have a beer exactly, while you're walking around exactly. waiting for the next. That's you know, right. Waiting for the the next event. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, you know, so we saw kind of firsthand the development happening in Court Square area. Right. Um, obviously, near Vernon and the waterfront has been developed and sure. changed a lot um, over the years as well. And, you know, I think the third part is like the proximity to Manhattan as well. The sure. fact that it's right off the 59th right. so Street Bridge. So you right could by come Queens from 54th Park. and come straight and over. right there, right? right. You so take an Uber, be From our existing minutes. spot, it's right. 10 minutes in That's the car. Right. Not 10, even, 10 yeah. minutes. You yeah. just jump over the... Yeah. So I think That's all great. three of those kind of factors. And plus now... Uh, I did see the plans a while ago, so mm -hmm. I don't remember it, but but I do understand you'll have like an event space, you'll have a place to park yeah, the vehicles, yeah. you'll have a place to load the vehicles. So it really turns into a multi-purpose type yeah. building. It's Plus not a whole just, rooftop, yeah. Right, rooftop. The, the, the whole gamut. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be a whole like rooftop beer garden component to it, um, a ground floor bar cafe, private dining room for events and parties. Beautiful. Um, and then we're working on a secret not so secret like a little speakeasy that'll be oh, cool. tucked away uh, on the mezzanine so nice. more on that to come next oh that's awesome so uh so i'm going to bring this up because i think it's something that everybody's concerned with these days in in construction so i'm not putting you on the spot but you know it's just your opinion uh financing mm -hmm. financing's a big big issue yeah you know a lot of the things that we're hearing is that um there's plenty of money to be given out, but nobody could get it. Um, I know personally, in my own personal life, uh, you know, as I as I'm getting older, I'm you know restructuring my 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 ways, uh, and and refinancing used to be a simple thing. Uh, things that we did here at Design with our bank used to be, mm -hmm. you know, we knew our bank forever, and it was, but uh, banks have. Uh, the yeah, regulations the have changed really, bit, really yeah. tightened up. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things that we're hearing from a lot of our developers is that, you know, if you have private equity, you're good to go. But if you don't have private equity, it's 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 kind of tough. So, yeah, yeah. So you, you said a little bit about the SBA. Um, how was that process? It was um, slow and, and arduous for sure. Um, I think, um, you know, we got pretty lucky that the seller of the building was sympathetic, I think, to... The, the vision we had and the project we wanted to do. Wow. Um, so they were willing to kind of wait. And as we, you know, went through all the steps with the bank and the financing and SBA, because yeah, it definitely that, well, took a, the, it took the, a lot of time. Well, that's yeah. what we were talking about. You know, we were talking about law changes. And, you know, it sounds great because they sent out this thing. And one of the things that we, we talked about with Ashley uh, from Capolino was, how long does this take? Yeah, She's like, yeah. well... They just put it out now. It's five months for this. Right. It's seven months for that. Yeah, well, maybe by next June we'll have yeah. an answer for yeah. you. And and that's but unfortunately that's the way it is. And and the same thing, you know, I I, I was dealing with a bank myself personally, and it just seemed like it took. They were very willing and able at the very beginning yeah. for me to sign and give them a deposit right. to <laughs> refinance, but it seemed like. To, to close had all yeah. these crazy stipulations that we were never up against. And I think I know as a as a consumer, 
uh, not in the construction end, but just in the personal end, I was extremely frustrated. Yeah. So yeah. now, fast forward, you, you get the building. Now, now you got to build it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so did you go down the construction loan route? You know, what was the... Um, so the SBA finance is all kind of wrapped oh, in. wrapped it all yeah, together. It's all, it's all together. It oh, was like partially you. associated with the purchase of the real estate and then the majority of it for oh, the, the construction. And then the balance you made up with private equity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah good with, for you. Uh, with raising. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you on budget? Nah. It depends on what budget you want to use, but, right. but I mean, no. But I mean, it's and, a, it's a and struggle. The, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the reason why I asked that question is because I think that one of the reasons that I I was intrigued to have you on the podcast is that we all have experience, right? And your experience is way different than mine, right? I went to city college with your dad, and we were architects. We knew nothing about doing spreadsheets. We knew nothing about managing money. We did not knew nothing about construction schedules. And we built quite a few buildings together. And 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 we did well with them. I know because I just built my own home up in mm -hmm. upstate New York that I thought I knew it. And I sat there and I <laughs> took the Excel spreadsheet and I my son Ralph is a uh, financial analyst as well for uh, a Visalign and he gave me this fancy spreadsheet and he says all right dad you put all these numbers <laughs> yeah. in and I put all these numbers and I came up with a budget and I says I could build this house for X and lo and behold when I got to X I was about three quarters of the way done and I said oh boy <laughs> I, I, got, I got some issues and 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 now I'm going to give the flip side of that you went to the University of Pennsylvania you have a one degree uh School of Business. You you told me how great you are with an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. So now I want you to tell me, and I want to tell the audience yeah. how that spreadsheet's really working out. And in, not in a bad way, Joseph, but I think that it's important that there are so many factors yeah, right. that come into building that the unknown, the cost of right. material, the cost of labor, oh, the the architect said you wanted this, but now you say you want these doors. Well, that was 10000 these are totally. 20000 So, And then us, when that change has a ripple effect that impacts like three other things, things. Well, right? That's, so it well, becomes, that's kind of what I yeah, wanted you to talk yeah. about. So so you're about, you're out of the hole now. You're, 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 you're above ground, mm -hmm. which is awesome. You're getting ready probably to put up your block and your steel, and you're getting ready to really build a shell. Um, how's the process going in terms of dollars and cents, and how are your projections? And are you, are you, how are you adjusting to these escalated costs, or you know, making the changes as you go? Are you yeah, raising yeah. more money? Are you making changes? Yeah. So I think coming coming at it from you know a smaller business stance and not having you know endless pockets to dip into and of stuff course. like that, you find yourself constantly making like trade-offs now, right? right? Where, you know, the well is finite. There's not a endless pocket to, to keep, keep dipping into. So it's, all right, you know, we might have already uh, originally spec this beautiful tile floor, but all this other stuff happened with the foundation. Um, so that ate up a bunch of money. So guess what? Now it's a now it's a polished concrete floor, right. and that's what's happening. And we're gonna and, tweak and, the. And, and it's yeah. funny that you say that because I think that a lot of times I say the same thing to myself. It's like, wow, they did such a great job. Why did they just polish? I, me personally, yeah. I love it. I love the industrial yeah, yeah. look. But to me, nice, but... I, I think that if you polish the floor with concrete, it'll be there forever, and no one will ever say it's outdated, right? True. But if you put Hopefully. tile yeah. down in 10 years, they're like, oh, my God, who used yeah, that, that color? Tile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah terrible, you're right. right? Yeah, so, yeah. so sometimes there's trade-offs that yeah. actually work in your favor. So, and I, I know that in my own 
stuff that I built myself, like my house in the country. I had to do a trade-off, and one of them was the, the concrete floor in, on the porch. Right, and, right. And everybody loves it. And they're like, my wife's like, you're never going to finish it? I go... She goes, oh, no. She goes, we're never going to finish I love it. Yeah. I, I'm glad he never finished it. So sometimes things yeah, happen. Can work for, out. But, yeah. but the, that spreadsheet and that that is a really a big part of the stress of building. Yeah. It's not it's not a GMP in, the, in our world where they call it a guaranteed maximum price. Because if it was a guaranteed maximum price, you'd be handcuffed and you'd have no flexibility to mm -hmm. say, no, I'm not changing this. Or, yes, they're still going to... There's, there's still going to be extras no matter what. Yeah, yeah, because for sure. When you dig that hole and you deal with the neighbor and you deal with the you front just side can't come up with every, every, everything that will come up. You just don't know. It's yeah, not enough yeah. contingency. That's right. That's it's right. It's just not enough. Yeah. So, um, so here we are. So, uh, so schedule is uh, April of so uh, April of twenty four. Yep, that's the that's the big push. So and we what can. What does the schedule look like? No, the schedule the schedule so far so good. Yeah, okay. we're hold, we're holding to that. Okay. Um, yeah, we really want to be open for that first spring and summer season. Um, get that rooftop full. And yeah. Great. And now, uh, is this the last project? No, no, we're just getting started. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, love I think it. Uh, you know this will this will be big for sure, and it's super important that you know this one does really well and you know is humming on all cylinders but um but hopefully you know this is just the just the first beginning. big step yeah just yeah, the beginning awesome. yeah yeah that's awesome uh part of what you're going to experience is going to be crossing the finish line mm -hmm. so as 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 you call me uncle sis the finish line's always the toughest part and and that's where your patience and 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 getting all the subs to give you what you need and 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 work with you know working with design and working with our staff to uh get your temporary cfo to get right. your place of assembly uh to be able to open is is a big deal yeah of course and, yeah yeah and 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 what happens at the end of that is uh as we go through it you're at the end you spent a lot of money you want revenue to start you're itching to open and now you got to get all this paperwork through the city yeah uh, and i think that that's really a place where you know having 37 years of experience and having your dad to be you know part of it is uh having the subs give you what you need to get to that finish line is really a huge achievement yeah. um so I, i'm glad that design is part of this yeah. vision <laughs> for <too>. you <laughs> Me too. Uh, I'm glad that I've gotten to see you uh, grow up and uh, turn into this, uh, to uh, an incredible entrepreneur, you and your brother, both of you, uh, Nico in the, in the photography yeah. world, <laughs> as well as helping you with the bar. Um, and uh, it, it's great that y you've also taken a lot of what your dad and I and Sergio had in terms of passion to, to build and to do things. So uh, I'm excited for you, Joseph. Uh, I'm excited for Thank the you. audience to, to know that it is possible that if you have a dream and you have good people around you and you can find ways that it is possible to build in New York City, even if you really don't have a ton of experience, but yeah. you have the desire. And, and like I said before, the good news is that we're going to get you to come back next April. Um, uh, we're going to throw a big party for the Sisto Says podcast when the venue's Definitely. open to have all our guests <laughs> that were on the show. We're going to come and have have some some great craft beer, and uh, we're going to be able to see your vision and, and see your prosperity. So uh, thank you for Look coming in and sharing it, yeah. your story. Thanks it's a for great me. story. Appreciate um, it. 
and uh, we look forward to having you back. Thank you. Awesome.